are live at Actual Spa. We are at Spa Francochamps. <laughs> we're here for the 24 hours of Spa, but more importantly the 24 hours of Spa, we're also here for the SRO Esports Sim Pro Series. It's got a long name. We're here, we're inside the paddock, we're at the SRO Hospitality right now, and I'm joined by none other than Sim Racing and Real World Motorsport commentating superstar, George Morgan. Hello. That's a very, very nice intro. I practiced that. <laughs> you were very good at well, it. Well, obviously you had your input in it as well. You wanted the superstar bit, so I added that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have, then, we have high expectations of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, you're no stranger to a real world racetrack. Your story is one of my absolute favorites of anyone we've had on the podcast because you've truly taken your passion for sim racing and made it into a career and you've made that step up. Well, let's not say step up, step into motorsport. So you're no stranger to a real world racetrack, Spa. Is it a favorite? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think going back to even when I started watching Formula One in the 90s when I was uh, the tender age of four years old, and uh, I, I heart back to the uh, the monumental incident, I think it was 1998, when they had the mega crash outside um, La Source. It's still one of the the biggest figments. Obviously not ideal if you're a team owner or a driver no, sounds in expensive. that situation. It certainly does, doesn't it? It is expensive, <laughs> folks. I wouldn't recommend crashing a car on purpose or anything like that. It certainly was expensive, but nevertheless, it's you nice know. to talk about afterwards on the way home. It, it is. In the recovery truck. It certainly is, taxi. but moments like that stick out. So the fact that when I first rolled up here last year to do International GT Open, I was like, wow, you know, you're finally here and, and you, you've arrived somewhere that obviously has a very special place in in your own history so yeah yeah it is a special place and i think um you know we're trying to through this little kind of sro mini series on the podcast we're really trying to paint a picture of what it's like to go to sro so a lot of sim racers through the acc game or through ac or through whatever game will have seen these tracks we've seen these competitions but we're watching this racing on youtube but might not necessarily have had the fortune or the time or the, even the inclination perhaps to come to one of these races and so we're trying to paint the picture a little bit now monza very very quirky place yeah. it's old it's open it's vast it's massive it takes forever to get to any corner because they're all miles away from each other i thought that paul ricard was clinical it was it was all the the lawns were perfectly mowed and all the signage was perfect and everything was just exactly where it should be it's very clean very tidy spa i can't quite put my finger on it other than to say it's just special it's homely Yes, I think so. It's cozy. It's, it's when you walk into a cottage in the outback mm. and you've got the warm fire on. That's yeah. what Spa is all about for me. I mean, I just think it. you look at it, it's picturesque. You've got the Ardennes Forest. It is absolutely stunning. You hear the reverberation of engines as well. If you go to the village, you can hear it from there. That's nuts. And while many people might consider a loud noise quite irritating here at Spa, it's, it's poetic. It's, yeah. it's orchestral, I think, in many ways. <laughs> Orchestral, that's poetry, man. That's I, I might poetry. have just made that word up. What are you doing at Spa? Why are you here, George? Why am I here? Well, I'm here for the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine, which is, of course, a feeder series. Many drivers, of course, get started on the on the ladder uh, for Formula One uh, at this very series. So uh, I'm here to commentate on the likes of Andrea Kimi, Antonelli, and uh, various others, obviously, you would have heard of. Maybe even, uh, you know, uh, you know, sensational drivers like Rafael Kamara as well, who has obviously uh, just come off the back of winning the race today. Uh, obviously, it might not have won today because obviously this is a podcast, but, you know, still, nonetheless. <laughs> I was enjoying listening to your dulcet tones echo through the, yeah. through the paddock and through the SRO Thank you. earlier. That's it very was, kind. Uh, it, was, it was energizing, man. Well, that's, that's what we're going for. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I, for me, racing, I grew up on a cocktail of Murray Walker and obviously engine. So when you compare the two, you know, or when you, when you join them together and combine the two, should I say, it's, uh, it's quite a thrill. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the guys, that's the sort of impression I, I sort of got at a very early age. And I think it's just kind of stuck with me. So, you know, I, I've carried the same mannerisms ever since I started sim racing. So, Nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that the, the blend is it's like a cocktail. Your brand is yeah, like yeah. a cocktail of two absolute icons. Yeah. Okay. So we're walking through the paddock. There's a lot going on here, isn't there? Because let's, let's kind of paint the yeah. picture. Spa, the 24 hours, more than the spa 24 hours happens. So obviously... We're here doing the Sim Pro Series. You've got the Pro Series, which has just finished. So the Pro Series is where the Sim racers can earn points in the real world, uh, the real world series. But you've also got a huge amount of brands showing off uh, new cars, new concept, new programs, etc. It feels like Spa is perhaps 
the one. It's if you're going yeah. to show something off, if you're going to show, show something to the world as a motorsport brand, this is where you want to do it. Absolutely. Well, last year, I'll, I'll go back to last year when we came here. I was here with Formula Regional uh, last season as well. They unleashed the brand new Ferrari 296 uh, here at this very circuit. It was actually standing that right nice. there where the Maserati uh, stand is at this moment in time. So uh, it was fantastic, you know, to see the brand new 296. Of course, now we're seeing it live and in person on track. And also the eSports has really taken off as well because of course you've got the SRO side as well that's pushing uh, a set of course of competizioni, of course running a, an allied series in the world of eSports as well along with its real life product which is just sensational. Um, but also for me to be to be part of it and, and meeting all sorts of different people, uh, you know, catching up with the likes of Emerson Fittipaldi, uh, of course has got his son racing in the series in Freca this year. There's just so much you know, to see, of course, Audi have got to stand here. It's chock-a-block, and uh, they're using every paddock, and I mean every paddock this weekend. Yeah, so. it's a very, um, it's very uh, warm feeling, I would say. It it's is. Like, there's, there's a lot of people. Almost even, communal. It's very communal, and actually, you start to see the same yeah. people over and over again at the, the, the tracks, and you start to build this little bit of a community in the paddock. And, and you know, I'm a big fan of Formula One, and yeah. I, I watch Drive to Survive, and you can't, and they kind of tell the story of the paddock, and how everyone knows each other, they bump into each other. There's friendship groups that form within the paddock. And I'm not saying we're living the Formula One dream, right? But what I am saying is that that concept absolutely exists within yes. this community. And what I really like about SRO and what I really love about these paddocks is that they have properly, genuinely woven in sim racing into their family. It's yeah. not like, so to give to, again, to paint the picture for our listeners, we're sat right now in the SRO hospitality smack bang in the middle of the paddock between the two start finish straights yep. next door five meters away is the esports arena they haven't put it out in the car park at the back it is front and center yep. for everyone to see and when the pro series was happening people were queuing out the door to watch they were it was absolutely rammed i mean i, I was at the back actually you know i got to talk to it actually because it was quite nice for me i met a couple of drivers that uh, raced in the international gt open last year leonardo, leonardo polcini was racing uh, in the rig as well as um, Charlie Fagg who is racing in the series this year also got to catch up with uh, former champion Jordan Pepper as well who uh, you're doing a lot of uh, brushing shoulders and networking here yeah 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 it's great <laughs> I mean I get to meet a lot of faces that I've met before and uh, you know continue to meet new ones as well and it's uh, uh, that's what it's all about you know uh, motorsport very much like sim racing we talk about community in sim racing there is a very vibrant community yeah. in sim racing but it also exists in motorsport and i love how motorsport is embracing sim racing as well yeah you know because yeah, yeah. you could only have dreamed of having a facility like this no, yeah. at a racetrack only 10 years ago absolutely and and i just love how included that the the teams feel as well so you know the esports concept they've, they've, they've slapped in the middle of the the paddock but they're being very very generous and very very welcoming and hosp uh, hospitable to the teams like and they're taking part exactly and the the drivers yeah. were getting drivers Yep. which you know seems like a pretty pretty uh, generous term for, for the, the wristbands <laughs> that we're wearing at the moment you know we have access to, to the, the whole paddock so we you do. really feel like a genuine part of, of this of this community but George tell me something yep your weekend your usual race weekend how does it differ when you have something like SRO versus a perhaps a single series happening when you've got the scale of, of something like 24 hours, how busy is your schedule? It, it's pretty busy. I mean, it's it's different because obviously the days where we work are, are vastly different um, because obviously there's 24-hour event running on the Sunday. Everything gets pulled back a date. Uh, I mean, obviously Formula Regional uh, got started on the on the Wednesday. Uh, they had the collective tests and uh, obviously the action got underway in qualifying uh, yesterday on the Thursday. So usually you'd only see qualifying as of Friday. So it's pretty crazy that we actually had to step back a day. And we also had qualifying late at night as well. Yeah. It was at half past seven, uh, pretty much. On it doesn't the stop. Initial day, which was well, it's weird because usually we're done by six, seven o'clock. So, you know, to all of a sudden have qualifying late at night is, is pretty bizarre. But it's a nice experience. Yeah. It, it's nice to differ it up from time to time. Yeah. And there's a real energy as well. Like we, you know, we were walking through the, the car parks, through the camping areas and around kind of like the outside of the paddock. And there's a real buzz. You can tell that there's a lot of people who are kind of making this pilgrimage. Yeah. to their spa 24 hours you can tell that they're meeting up with friends that they only see at this event you know that, that i get the sense that there's a lot of sim racers perhaps who yes. kind of get together in their discord servers and they make the trip to to yeah. spa yeah. are you getting the same feeling yeah absolutely well i've met so many uh, sim racing people throughout the community now 
and uh, it's it's so great to, to finally meet a lot of them in person. I mean, uh, obviously when I did the ESLR one event, uh, that was quite special because we met so many drivers that had obviously competed in ACC, iRacing, the F1 game as well, uh, and even F1 Esports. I got to meet obviously plenty of the drivers uh, in person as time went on. You know, it, it's so enriching to finally meet them face to face and sort of understand their story that little bit more. It, it's one thing to obviously talk to them in a in a server where it's not quite mm, as personable yeah. as what it might be as we're having this conversation right now. So th the fact that you can have that extra layer, that extra layer of detail, I think it does make the difference. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. what's it like? What's the difference when you bump into a sim racer that you've, that you've commentated on and they're like, oh, it's George, you know, you've commentated yeah. on one of my races before. Do you get the same thing with the real world drivers? Do, do you get a sense that these guys have watched back the races and heard your take on their performance. Yeah, it can lead to some very funny conversations, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, no, it's great. I mean, I, when I was, um, you know, I, I get some lovely messages off the uh, GT Open drivers and the Euro Formula drivers, you know, they share the clips as well. Uh, Optimum Motorsport, uh, who obviously have a very active weekend, you know, they, they've they're always on social media. Uh, they, of course, always always share the clips here, there, and everywhere, which is really, really cool. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's really nice. You know, it's 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 more than just. There's more to it, you know, obviously, than just simply cars. Uh, there's so much, mm. uh, you know, in terms of people, you know, sort of meeting for the first time, getting to know each other face to face, and it's great because you have that access, and uh, I think that's what differs it from from many other things. You know, you have that personable environment. You've got drivers walking around the paddock. You can chat to them, you know, catch up with them, get an insight as to what their, um, you know, weekend's all about, and 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 therefore you can kind of understand them a, that little bit more, which I which I find very useful as a commentator. Yeah, I bet, I bet. It kind of gives a bit of, uh, bit of character behind the car. Yeah, absolutely. Well, George, thank you for joining us thank on you. the Sim Sundays podcast. It's been uh, my honour. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Love being part of the Gridfinder podcast, everyone. Make sure you subscribe. Oh, you're doing my job for me, man. <laughs> this, this is poetry. Well, thank you very much, and we'll be back with another interview during the 24 Hours of Spa during our SRO mini-series special. Thank you very much. Hello, here we are, not at Spa, with another guest, as promised. If we're being really, really honest with ourselves, that weekend was, com was completely nuts. And we're coming to you now from the very, very end of the weekend. It's 10 o'clock on the Sunday night, and we did not get any podcasting done at Spa because it was well, manic. It's totally, 24 hours of Spa, Totally so. manic. But what we do have... We have Chris back on the yeah. podcast after many, many, many weeks of him abandoning me. Chris, hi. Hi. Well, I didn't abandon you necessarily. I just I had something to focus on yes. for quite some time. So yes. I took a hiatus from the show for a while, but I missed it. I missed it a lot because I like to talk into a microphone for some <laughs> reason. So I'm back again. And well, you came back for a good one. You yes. came back for the 24 Hours of Spa. It was... This whole weekend is like one of those situations where you're like, am I dreaming right now? Like, I've, I've driven so much of this track so many times, and to see it in person was just like... Sorry, I'm going to stop you there. Amazing. I like that you said I've driven so much of this track so many times. Not I've driven all of this track so many times, as in well, I've done to like full laps well, many, if, many times. If, what if you're you saying know, is... My version of sim racing <laughs> is spending a lot of time in the grass. You never quite complete a lap. Yeah, you know. Okay, and that's fine. <laughs> It's okay. I, I like rally cross for a reason because I can't go off into the dirt. I'm already in the dirt. The dirt is where you need to be. Right. right. Yeah. So, okay. So, Spa, let's rewind then. So, uh, we came to you from the beginning outside the SRO hospitality truck thing, and we had uh, George Morgan. We were actually with George Morgan, Ash Vandelay, Lewis McGlade, and Erias. And we we're like, guys, let's get some podcasting done. And they're like, yeah, sure, great. George joined us, and then we, it, it just, the, the whole weekend, we were just running around the paddock. We were all over the place, speaking to various people, in and out of different, like, the, speaking to the teams, the different, like, points to watch the race from. It was, it was absolutely um, insane. I'm going to go and say that this is definitely the best race weekend that I've ever been to, ever. Like, the 24 Hours Spa is kind of iconic. It's up there with, like, Monaco, Silverstone, Daytona, Indianapolis, Spa, and the Spa 24 is, like, the jewel in its crown, I would say. Sure. Maybe for real, like, hardcore motorsport fans, maybe even more so than 
the Grand Prix? I mean, there's an interesting thing in sim racing that uh, I've probably been a part of myself where a lot of races happen at Spa. Mm. And it's always GT3, right? So you're like, oh, another race at GT3 at right. Spa. <laughs> and we come to Spa and we watch GT3. And of course, there was other other cars here too. But like the 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 pinnacle of the event is the GT3 at Spa, the one that we complain about in the sim mm. racing world sometimes. But when you actually like, stand at the track and watch oh, GT3 at Spa, I don't think I was. I I had a, a mental image of what this weekend was gonna be like, mm. but it didn't. It was exceeded and just trounced, and I, I didn't mentally prepare for how amazing the just the sound of the cars, just the feel of the track, looking out and seeing just the forest and the little peaks of the action mm. throughout the, the view that we had up in that restaurant. You could see Eau Rouge. From that little bar, there was Eau Rouge. There was the final chicane. You could see both the, um, both the start-finish straights, or the pit straights, I guess you should call them. And then you could also see up into, like, yeah, the no very name. top of the hill, you could no see name. it. At you could the top. see them coming down through the trees in no name. It was, so you get like a real sense of the scale all from that one point. It was impressive. Is underselling it. Underselling, yeah, that's that's a good way to say it. It, it was, it's something that I'll never forget because you know I this is the first time I've been to a track ever. In you've been to American tracks, right? I've been to American tracks, yeah. but there's something that's different mm. about the tracks over here, especially Spa. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. Spa. It's and, Spa. And yeah. even though, you know, we get this sim racing fatigue of, oh, Spa with GT3, it was the most exciting race I've ever been to. I would happily keep watching Spa GT3 for I'm probably like the next couple like, of days. like it even more because I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I was standing right there, you know, <laughs> just like. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Chris, uh, obviously you're from Ohio mm -hmm. and you live and work in Ohio mm -hmm. and the bulk of Gridfinder works in the UK, in Newcastle. Uh, and actually, you're coming to work with us for two weeks from the office. Yeah. So you can do, we could, right, okay. Hot lap for this month in the office will be Spa GT3 original, it right? It kind of has to be, right? Yeah, it does have to be. So we uh, we we saw uh, Lewis and we saw Ash and we saw Irias and we spoke to George. Um, and George was great, obviously. So much energy. Um, he was obviously commentating throughout the weekend. Um, we had our team sponsor, uh, Rafa Racing. They were racing in the McLaren Trophy um, Cup across the weekend. Sadly, their Saturday race was cancelled due to the uh, the rain. Um, and then we had the GT4 race. The GT4 race was nuts. We caught the end of it up on that balcony because we were like, right, this balcony is perfect for the start of the GT3 race, which starts in three hours. <laughs> so, so let's just <laughs> sit here, buy drinks, and just enjoy the afternoon of... of, of, of kind of just capturing the spot and being ready, being here for the start of the GT3 race. But we did get to see GT4 racing as well. Yeah. And I love racing GT4 and ACC. I find the racing to be a lot closer. I'm not so, an alien by any means. So it was nice to see the GT4s. I was like, ah, oh, my friends. It was very cool to see the GT4s. And I think a part of the reason that I personally also like to race GT4s, they're easier to control. They mm. just are. Because the GT3s are heavier, they're faster. They're, yeah. It's just a different beast to control. And one thing that really stood out for me is how close ACC mm. really did get the sound oh, yeah. of GT racing like mm. we always we've we've said in the past that ACC in their sound design is really good for the ap atmospheric effects you know all you know the the gravel underneath which you made fun of me because I'm always in the gravel so I always <laughs> yeah. hear the gravel yeah Chris is like it's great it's crazy how ACC you can like hear gravel hitting underneath the car for like the whole lap like Chris you shouldn't be able to hear that <laughs> Tom's over here going um I don't what are you talking about I, I don't hear that but if you spend some time in the dirt you'll you'll, yeah. you'll hear that it's yeah. very good but the the sound design of ACC they've really nailed it to a point where it really does sound like it's you're there like even even when you're in those camera mm. views that are you know the drone view or the yeah. the TV view or whatever you're watching a stream the sound effects are really, really accurate. And, and I think that gave me a new appreciation for that game in mm. general. Well, the sound at the actual uh, Spa 24 this weekend was probably, it was one of the highlights. I have a couple of highlights I want to talk about later. I want to talk about sure, sure. The, the, the night lap that I did. And just for, if you're listening to this on podcast and you can't see this on YouTube, we actually decided that we were going to light a fire during this podcast. So we are sat out in the garden and the back of our Airbnb 
and I decide to, to, to light a fire and I'm getting absolutely covered in smoke and I can hardly see my eyes are streaming. Um, <laughs> so watch, watch the YouTube episode so you for hear, that. If you all of a sudden hear Tom choking, it's <laughs> yeah. because the I also fire think my jeans are about to, about to burst into flames. <laughs> okay, but that's fine. Yeah, the sound, I have, the, the sound at Spa was, was definitely one of the highlights for me. Um, and it's interesting what you say about the sound on ACC being so close because actually something I noticed that was that as we were walking alongside the track and you couldn't necessarily see the cars from certain angles, you'd be like, oh, that's a Mercedes because I can hear oh, that that's yeah. a Mercedes. Oh, that's a McLaren. Oh, that's definitely the Porsche. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a, bizarrely, for given what we do, I wouldn't say I'm a massive car nerd. I'm not like a facts and figures guy when it comes to cars i couldn't tell you mostly like how many cylinders are in this car how many brake horsepower each one has i just love racing yeah but what i was able to do is i'm like oh that's a mercedes going past that's an audi going past without even looking just because you're so used to hearing those cars True. in the game which then obviously led us to come to the conclusion that the sound design in the game is freaking awesome it's amazing yeah it it I, unfortunately it also highlighted a couple of the other games that you're like eh, the sound design yeah, may not be quite as those. good as i thought but yeah but yeah it's just the environment and and the overall feel of sim racing versus we'll we'll say real world motorsport mm -hmm. or I don't know we got to come up with a new term so it doesn't sound so so. I think motorsport, motorsport yeah. and sim racing. Motorsport. If you sat down racing, at your yeah. rig, you remember what have you been in this afternoon? Oh, I had an afternoon of motorsport. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. That's true. That would be very weird. But it's it it, it gives you a new appreciation for like. I don't know, at least from my developer mind, mm. the work that's gone into things like ACC, the the modding community mm. of AC that, you know, you can download the audio packs that improve the engine sounds of various cars. And yeah. just some of the, the little nuances that we actually kind of take for granted in, yeah. the, in the sim racing world where, you know, you sit back and you're like, oh, that car sounds terrible in this mm. game. But realistically, it's probably like decent. Something else that it highlighted to me was... I've kind of been really excited about the development of EV racing. So the Formula Foundation mm. series that's starting in the UK soon, like I've been following the development of that. The guys that develop the car actually are, are from the Northeast. And so we've been speaking um, and I've watched a few laps that they've done at Brands Hatch. I was like, this is really cool. This is like really, and, it, and it's obviously eco-friendly, yeah. good for the environment, and it will drastically reduce the carbon footprint of, of UK club racing. But having just spent the weekend at Spa, the soundtrack to that weekend was the GT3s and the GT4s and the GT, oh my God, the GT2s, at like tearing, tearing around that track and just echoing around the forest and hearing the, like the rumbles and the screams and the pops as they come off the accelerator and yeah, even like oh. the squeaky brakes at the beginning of the race. Like, yeah, we, okay, well, they'll still be there in EVs, I guess. We, we, were, we were making fun of the, the Porsche that was out front. We're like, oh, his brakes sound terrible. And then us... <laughs> as sim racers up watching the race. Can you imagine having to deal with that for, for, for 24 hours? Like, like we have any knowledge of what yeah. any of this feels like in real life. But yeah, I think know, if we, you were, if you were leading the race in the spa 24 hours, you'd deal with the squeaky brakes. Yeah. I think, I think you'd be okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that'd be fine. So yeah, we spent a lot of time watching the racing. That was really good fun. Um, and then the race started. So, as we were up, oh, in fact, so me and Liam, Liam, who's right now sat behind the camera, we were holding that spot up on uh, the, the roof, the, the rooftop on the pit straight. Um, and it rained. It rained a lot. Oh, like uh, it was yeah. heavy, heavy rain. This is yeah. when you were going to go down to your grid walk, yeah, which you should talk about in a second. gave me the pit walk bracelet and... The moment I got out of any place that could provide me any cover <laughs> is when it just poured down rain yeah. right on me and i'm like well i guess this is just how how spa 24 <laughs> is going to be for me i'm just going to be sopping wet the entire time and yeah you know my hair's dripping into my eyes i'm trying to talk to people <laughs> and it's just like well whatever but even with that you know because it's a little frustrating to have that kind of a situation but i was still like on cloud nine just like i'm about to go see gt cars mm. like on the grid at spa like you yeah. couldn't no matter what mother nature wanted to throw at me you couldn't have ruined my talk mood. us talk us through the grid walk like was it like how was it was it so liam and i did it at uh monza and we did it at paul ricard and we only had three passes so we're like chris you go and we gave two to the sim racing team yeah what was it like it was well in the beginning when it was raining we were talking about it hopefully it's not this whole time but uh it was very crowded it was a little different than i thought it was going to be to be honest with you so 
you know, in sim racing, when you're watching an, a, 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 any sim racing event, they do get that, like, grid fly-through, right? Mm. Where you go in between the two rows the of GT cars, classic. and you're just kind of going mm. down, naming both of the drivers up and down the grid, right? And for some reason in my head, I was like, the grid walk is going to be that. I'm going to be walking in between the cars that are lined up <laughs> on the grid slots, yeah. and I'm going to be just, I can freely move around, almost like the beginning of an F1 Grand Prix, mm-hmm. where you see the reporters just doing whatever the hell they want around yeah. there, right? And it wasn't like that. So at least in, in this specific race, they kind of lined them up more like a car show, mm. which was interesting. Um, I did get the benefit of, since it did just stop raining, all the cars came out to the track with wets on. Mm. But they decided, oh, it's nice and sunny now. The track is drying. We're going to swap over to slicks. So I got to see them standing two inches behind the mechanic switching it's very close, and running Chris. the gun. I know, well, I had to get in there with the camera. Inappropriately you know? close, you know, arguably. Like, <clears throat> hurry up, hurry up, you know, whispering <laughs> in his ear. Because I did send that video to my wife, and the, she goes, huh, they look like they're moving kind of slow. I'm like, oh, it's before the race. Yeah, this, like, is, not- <laughs> this is not the pit. Like, I'm not in the pit with them during the, the 24 hours. But I got to see them switch the tires, and I got to, you could literally look into the car. So, like, in the beginning, I was off-put by the fact that I wasn't walking in the grid, because mm. grid walk quotes yeah you expect to be walking in the grid and it was almost better in a way so they were lining them up like like a a a car parade if you will kind of just next to each other in one big line but they were rolling them down in between the crowd so like Mm. all of a sudden you'd get nudged by an usher he'd push you off to the side and a gt car's rolling by you and almost running over your foot you're so close and it was like you stop thinking about anything other than wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just rolling right by. You see the driver inside. You see all the switches and dials that you've seen in ACC. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, it looks just like it does in the game. And it's just such a – it's almost like an unreal experience. Like you're, you're flying around in, in the game doing the free camera, mm. looking into the windows, but it's in real life. And you're just standing <laughs> right like, next to this car. It's almost like the, the ultimate VR it's, is like, ah. It's like it's it's not virtual reality. It's reality. <laughs> yeah, you know? No way. <laughs> it, it was. If if you ever have the chance to to be able to, it doesn't even have to be spa. Just get to see any GT car up that close. You really kind of get a new appreciation for just the the level of detail that is in these sims that we mm. that we race in, because I mean it's it's a one to one match. I mean. It, yeah. Other than the liveries being a little bit different because, you know, we throw, we slap on whatever creative ones we want, but it's, it's an amazing experience. And if you, even if you can go to a car show that's in your local town and you can see some GT cars, go do it because you will thoroughly enjoy yourself. Even if you're only a sim racer, like I told you earlier in the day, I have no aspirations of ever getting into a car and racing. Mm. I'm just a pure sim racer and that's it. But it's still a very cool experience to, to be a part of. Yeah, it looked like a cool experience. It did look very special uh, being at Spa. Um, it sounds like it's a little different, actually. Uh, Monza and Paul Ricard, they were on the grid. And okay. then when we left, they then went off for the formation lap. So that's interesting, and I hadn't realized that. Now, when you when it finished, you then walked back up to where we were going to watch the start of the race from about five minutes before it started. So you had the ultimate experience. You literally walked from the grid yeah. to the, the balcony to then watch the start of the race. Now, the start of the race was a bit of an anticlimax because of course they came out, <laughs> they came out and they did their, their formation laps. And obviously I think they were kind of just taking it easy. They did two or three because yeah, obviously it was a bit wet. Trying to make the track dry, trying, yeah, a dry line or whatever. And give someone everyone found a bit where it was not yes. quite ready yet. So we were just chatting away and we're like, oh, they're gonna do another lap, another lap. And we're just there, just having a beer, just looking out. And then we just had this bang. And we looked up over, because could, we could see our Rouge and we just saw this car in the wall and we were like, have they started? Yeah. Like, no, it was the formation the lap. Formation Somebody lap. lost it going up Eau Rouge on the formation lap, which obviously then the safety car that was leading them around then became the safety car yeah, the, because they needed a safety car. <laughs> so they were like, well, we'll just sit here, just keep, keep watching. It did prolong the start, and it was a little bit like you didn't get that here we go moment you're like oh dang it and then, yeah oh, that, now they started kind yeah. of, kind but of an anticlimactic thing like you said when they started though it was magical like that <sighs> that because obviously we saw them tearing up Eau rouge some side by side you could see when they were getting the slip and you could see that first bit of the camel straight as they were firing down there and you could see them kind of getting in behind and going out and it was 60 cars on the grid it was intense like from where we were 
we could see the last car going up uh, Eau Rouge at the same time as we were seeing uh, the first car coming round uh, Puan. Yeah. So you could see the 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 the, the gap in from first to sixtieth was like more than half a lap, so which was absolutely nuts. And then obviously they tear down into the bus stop, the La Chicane, which is where we were stood. We were stood pretty much over the the bus stop, and the amount of information you can get about the cars, the way they're handling, the way the drivers are are wrestling with them around that chicane from like from that close up and from that like angle looking down you could see where they were opening their steering wheels you could see where yeah. the traction control was biting in stages as the car came around the corner you, you could, could see the, the dive bombs up the inside it the was absolute just absolute limits beautiful. that they were like toying with yeah just the, the smallest movements in and out and just there were so many times where the racing was so close like the three of us would just look at each other with like a uh, Ooh, look yeah like, like yeah, oh yeah. man that's close and everyone on the back was like oh my god it's yeah. like you see like three wide into the oh, bus stop and you just see the, the cars like clattering over the curves and obviously that the cars are so stiff and you see them bouncing around as, as they're landing and we saw the cars spinning off in the runoff area it was it was it was, in, it was insane like you know look thinking back to before i was a motorsport fan i was thinking oh, car, watching racing is boring you just seeing cars going round and round and round mm -hmm. and i would never want to go and watch a race because you just sit and you just watch one corner over and over again spa very very different you can see so much of the track you can really get a sense of what's going on they've got their tv screens everywhere as well so you can you can hear the commentary and it was just the atmosphere was just alive the atmosphere does a lot for it too because mm. like so when you're watching at home or watching collaboratively with a discord group or however you're watching a race kind of by yourself quote unquote it's so much different because like you build your own excitement at the 24 hours of spa so i landed after an overnight flight where i got a wink of sleep for an hour and I was able to still run for like the whole <laughs> clock around until like 1130 at night, I think is when Liam and I were like, we got to call it because we're just tired. It was like hour 36 or 37 or something crazy like that. And I was still like full energy mm. because every, everyone around me was excited. Everything happening around me was just so much fun. And, you know, throwing sim racing in the middle of that with the SRO. Well, that good segue. Yeah. Good segue. So. We watched the start of the race. I think we watched the first. Uh, it was the first hour because then uh, practice started for the SRO Esports Pro Sim Series. Obviously, Gridfinder is competing in. Uh, that started at 5.30. So we watched the first hour and then we went down to uh, go and see our driver, Leon Hopper, go and just see, make sure he was all right, gave him some water, make sure his rig was all right, ready for his three hours of practice. Um, and then we went around and got some dinner and it was nice. It was nice. You know, Leon was getting his eye in. We were having some food. Hey. And then we went to the uh, the start of the race. Now, the start of the um, the Pro Sim Series, the esports race, obviously, it was the race in the sim started at the actual time of the day, which is a bit different to how it's been done before. So the idea was that the race started, I think it was at nine, and the, the time in the game was also nine, which yeah. meant that as it was getting light to dark outside, it was getting light to dark in the game. Yes. So we started watching the race in day conditions. And when we finished, it was pitch black. You look around and it's totally black outside. And I, so the it, 24 hours of spa had also gone from light to dark, which was nuts because it, it just kind of really brought the sim racing and the real racing together. It was like they were racing at the same time, on the same track, in the same cars. At the, with, same, at the same time, yeah, like the time same. of day. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was well, absolutely nuts. You mentioned that because I hadn't looked outside. I was just paying attention to the race because the sim race was exciting. And, you know, it was very sim good. racers, we, we love that stuff. And you mentioned that. And I looked outside and I looked at the game and I looked outside. And I was like, <laughs> the sky looks identical. And you could hear the cars out on the real track through the walls of the esports arena. Yeah, was... And obviously in the arena, they're also playing the, the noise of the, the game. But you could hear both. So you could hear like the distant rumbling of the GT3s, whilst yep. you could hear the close-up rumblings of the GT3s. It, it was just, it and was I just, and, and the race itself, the best race we've had so far. Like from start to finish, there was action. It was fantastic. A massive shout out to our driver uh, Leon. He did a fantastic job. In fact, I don't know how he did it to be honest, because the night before he camped at Spa I... overnight, 
and it wasn't gorgeous. <laughs> it, it, it was not. It was it was rainy and wet. Yeah, and uh, he turned up for for the race and did an absolutely fantastic job. We did. I think we qualified last, but we finished P sixteen. He kept himself out of trouble. He was consistent. He was on the pace, made some cracking overtakes, and we were one point away from that golden point. The first 15 places in the Simpro series give you points. Right. Uh, Tristan um, earned a, a point at Monza. We were out of the points at Paul Ricard, and we were one space away this time. But you know what? We're competing against Lamborghini, yeah. Porsche, BMW, Ferrari, Williams, all of whom are like factory-supported teams, some of which with full-time sim racers, with you know budget <laughs> so you know I- imposter syndrome is real sometimes when i see our our little name yeah. up there with some of those big names like that where i'm like do and i know some it just feels like we sh- we shouldn't be there at times i'm like it's, yeah. it's grid finder and then you know unicorns of love williams like yeah it, it just it feels surreal at times for us to actually be there but they're like you said the sim racing race was super exciting and Liam and I kind of stumbled upon, I don't know if it was a realization or just like secretly we all want it. So when you're watching car racing, mm. there's a little part of you that's like, ah, I want something to happen, <laughs> but I don't want anyone to get hurt. No, of course. Obviously, because in sim racing, you're like, okay, let's get a little crazy here. Mm. Let's, let's do a little bit more rubbing. And they do. So they make it more exciting because... There's less jeopardy. There's there's less jeopardy there. You're you're obviously you're not going to go to the hospital if you get thrown into a wall or anything like that. I don't know. So, there was that guy on the back left. I can't remember which team he was oh, yeah, in. He but was, he was animated. He was, I thought he was going to do a shoulder in just was, from the way he was he was kicking off. I'm in his glad ring. he wasn't racing against Leon, who was sitting next to him. He might have reached over and <laughs> yeah. slapped him or something like yeah. that. He was he was very passionate. We'll say it was. I mean, the whole race was. You could tell that people were really really fighting for this. And and you know what? The the arena was rammed. There were people like queuing out the door. It was yeah, like there were people on camping chairs deep. outside yeah. the arena. And it was on the veranda. The it was three deep by the window, people trying to peer in to see the race. And then people had set up these like chairs. There was a one TV outside showing the race inside. People had set up these camping chairs so that they could watch the race. Like it was really popular. Bearing in mind that they were making a choice that do we watch the esports race or do we watch the 24 hours of spa? Uh, I know it, it's 24 hours. That uh, yeah, obviously it's still... they have plenty of race to watch, but it was still kind of interesting for me to be like, so you have the the real life motorsport, which is quote unquote better than yeah. sim racing, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that with a lot of sarcasm, obviously. And you're choosing to to watch the sim racing yeah. stuff because it, it's it's sometimes more exciting than than real motorsport i might get hate for that one but sometimes, you will get hate i'm going to be first in the comments to be honest <laughs> sometimes um. <laughs> sim racing can produce more exciting races than real world motorsport who was can. the american tv presenter that you mentioned earlier what was his name the guy who does the thing where he's coming home from work oh mr rogers mr yeah, rogers so i'm gonna have my mr show. rogers moment here now so as we sat in the garden we sat by the fire. Whatever it's actually, do, it's actually got. Go your direction. It's actually got. I'm sorry. It's actually gotten quite dark. So Liam behind the camera. I'm hoping he's going to do some uh, Photoshop uh, wizardry to to lighten this I can up. Tell you you're not a video. But as I, I am definitely not. Quote there. <laughs> oh, what's it? Photo video shop? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Liam shakes head. Anyway. Uh, so I'm going to put another log in the fire as we talk about the 24 hours of Spa evening events. So. The race finished. The race was absolutely nuts. Obviously, everybody congratulated uh, Leon. And then attention turned back to the fact that there was a race going on. Now, you guys were pretty tired. Yeah. You'd, you'd been up, a, I mean, you'd been up a long time. In two days, you'd had slept for an hour. Uh, and, and Liam has also uh, been, we've been out and about all over the place, absolutely exhausted. So you guys decided to call it a night. Fair enough. We did. And I was like, I don't know why, but I want to stay. So... You take the car, I'll work it out, I'm going to stay. And then, in true 24 hours of spa fashion, I say that like I've been a million times, I've been once, but I just I just feel like this is a very 24 is. hours of spa thing, right? <laughs> so I was chatting away, I was chatting away to um, uh, Davide and Ivan, um, the guys from Kunos, uh, we were just chatting about 24 hours of spa, we were chatting about um, ACC, and I was chatting to Alessio from AK Esports, who runs all of the, the events, um, at the uh, in the in the Fanatec esports uh, arena, uh, and then at one point, um, uh, Anthony comes up. So Anthony uh, Rattel uh, comes up and says, um, "Guys, get in the get in this van. We're going to do a lap of the track." And I was like, "Hang on a minute. 
And I, I, you know, sometimes when you think you're about to say something and your instinct filters it, I was going to be, I was about to say, but there's cars on the but track. <laughs> and I just, just about managed to filter that okay, thought from okay, before we move on. Liam behind the camera is going to. Oh yeah, this is this. a great story. But this is sitting, great. We're sitting there, in the restaurant overlooking. Yeah. The so we're hang on. Track. So so we're rewinding just for a second, just right? So we're going to rewind back to the beginning of the race because this the, story is called filter of yep. things that you think, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting up there in the restaurant, and and the race had just started. I think they're still they're not even done with their first lap or whatever. And Liam, no, no, was it not before the race? I thought it was. Right I think after it was before because he was looking at his watch, going like. <laughs> But you tell the story. He's sitting there and and super tired, obviously not not quite running at at a hundred percent in in the, in the mental department at that moment. And he goes, "Hey Tom, how long is this race?" <laughs> so I looked at him with the longest stare ever. And he looked back. I could tell there was this flicker in his eye of, "Oh, I've said something I'm going to regret." And I was <laughs> my response. I just said to him, "What the twenty four hours of spa?" He's like. Yeah, like it's 24 hours, Liam. Like it's the 24 hours of spa. <laughs> I'm really sorry. At least Liam is laughing behind the camera. Was, he was just crying, or he's, he's like thrown his headphones down and stormed off. I feel just, a bit bad. He, you can see, like after he said it, he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm out. I don't. I'm out." <laughs> anyway, was, so right. we're fast so forwarding back now. There, were, there the, were cars on the track, the, but you were not. Yes, go so on I fan. filtered. I did. I did the. I. I Unlike Liam, I filtered and I didn't say, but there's cars on the track. How can we do a lap? So it turns out that during the night racing, there's an inner and an outer road around the track and you can take a tour around. So we got picked up in this minivan and I was like, how much are we really going to see here? We went on the inside track and my God, seeing the cars in the pitch black with their lights on, it's a new level of intensity that yeah. somehow looks and seems faster and it really and you really kind of feel the danger as oh, well yeah. because you're just seeing these lights coming through the pitch black like at ridiculous speeds and you're seeing them side by side you know too wide into corners in the pitch black and you can't make out the car all you can see is these two like cat's eyes the in the dark brightest lights you've just, ever seen just and they whip, whipping through you know the 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 i can't know the, the 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 chicane at the end of uh, the Kemmel straight you know, the, the, the right, left, like the speed at which the cars are changing direction is just insane. So we went round, um, did, a, did a, a lap of the track and it just gave me this new kind of intense respect for the drivers. Cause yeah. that is, that was just unhuman, like inhuman, like being able to control that car at that speed. Yeah. That, um, that's impressive. Yeah. And, one of one of the moments because there were a couple incidents overnight and we're watching the highlights and like there's a little bit of fear for the drivers because they showed this one incident where a driver hit one side of the wall yeah. i think it was the right side of the wall then his car flew across the track hit the left side of the wall but he hit nose first on the first hit mm. so his headlights were gone mm. and then all you see in the camera view of the replay is just this spinning silhouette of a car flying yeah, yeah. across the road as there's a bunch of headlights just approaching it. I can't even imagine the like, the oh crap moment that you're like, oh, there's a car in front of me all of a sudden as, yeah. I, as I come around this right-hander here. Just the the yeah. intense concentration reaction time. Like how many times does your heart drop through your pants? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I avoided that. You know, it's just, I, I can't, I don't know how they do it. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. It was absolutely, yeah, it was absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that 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 tour around um at night i think that's so i think that was about 11 o'clock at night so anyway so i go back to the um like the little sro uh cafe thing and we're chatting away about all sorts of stuff and then somebody says the word rave there's a rave going on and i hadn't really clocked this i'd seen that stage that's at the bottom of eau rouge as we turned up but somebody's like are you gonna go to the rave and i was like the rave i was probably thinking about going to bed um, I was like, oh, should I go to the rave? Go to the rave. Anyway, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll go, to the, I'll, go, I'll go and see what the rave is. I'll go wander over to Eau Rouge and then maybe I'll find a taxi and, and, and go home. Sure um, and I came out, I didn't know where I was going. Um, and luckily I got picked up um, by a couple of friends of ours who were in a little golf buggy thing. <laughs> so I get into the back of the, the golf buggy because they're off to the rave as well. 
and I get driven through the paddock underneath the tunnel and then out into the the huge like the 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 stage like the what would you call it there's this big like event area underneath the stage but this area where everyone was just jumping around and just partying into the night yeah it like left was this incredible stage setup with all these crazy like lights and lasers and stuff but to the right is Eau Rouge and it and it hangs over screaming GT yeah and it and it just kind of it just it sits there on the right hand side and it just kind of dominates the skyline for half of this like this rave you see stage you look right and then you see Eau Rouge and you just see the cars absolutely flying up Eau Rouge and it's just the most it was just the most surreal experience ever to be sat there and there was a it was a a guy called Martin Solvig who's a, a Big kind of DJ, like right. <laughs> I guess I feel very old. One of those disc jockeys. One of those. He plays the tunes in the disco. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I mean to be fair, I haven't been out in a long time, and that was incredible. I was I was getting into it, um, but just being there, just hearing the GT3 cars during this DJ set, it was absolutely insane. It was fantastic, and I got in this morning at about half past three in the morning, and have no regrets. It was just one of the best nights ever, and everyone. Everyone there was just going for it. They were just in the moment. They just were just not stopping. It, that, that atmosphere there, the, like the intensity of fandom that SRO has and the 24 Hours of Spa has is just unparalleled. From I, I don't, I don't think of any other sporting events where people are just that passionately celebrate, like just being happy and being at a motorsport event. It was just wild. Um, yeah, and if, if, if you've not been to 24 Hours of Spa, or any SRO race, but really the 24 Hours of Spa would be a good one to do if you're going to just do the one. It is honestly life-changing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I will endeavor to go there every year now, having been once. It was just just so much fun, so much excitement, so much shared passion in one very concentrated, very weird place. It yeah. was just insane. And the, Of course, as all races do, as the race finished... After the 24 hours, you know, they do the podiums and everything on that same stage where they did the rave. Yeah, all five podiums. All five, all five, podiums. five categories. Yeah, there, was, there was a lot of podiums. <laughs> There's a, a lot of national anthems going on. A lot of national <laughs> anthems, yes. But one thing that we noticed when we were leaving, mm. so event done, people are packing up, the teams are all trying to get their buses and, and semis out of there. What, this is when and where we should have recorded this probably, podcast. Probably, because <laughs> I captured that moment. We were, we were walking around the hairpin and we just, like, it was dead quiet. Mm. We'd we'd hear, heard cars for the last 24 straight hours, and it was just dead silent all of a sudden. And and you and I said this weird thing. It was like, yeah, when the cars aren't on the track, the track is like dead. It's like gone. It's not, it's not breathing. Dead. It's not breathing. The it's soundtrack not... to Spa was just paused. Yeah. It, it felt eerie. It was really weird. eerie. But like like inexplicably so because you, you should just go to a racetrack and there's no cars and it's fine i think it's because for 24 hours and longer because of all the support series right yeah, yeah, yeah. but for 24 hours we were just used to this this kind of background symphony of gt3s just screaming around the track and when it went we we're like it feels a little empty now yeah it's like it was that bittersweet moment where you're like okay the event's over that was amazing that was an awesome experience but like kind of like oh man can we start again? Like, let's let's go again. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we will, and we will. We'll definitely be going back there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely the highlight of the of the uh, of the calendar. So, of the whole weekend, what was the best bit for you? Of the whole weekend, the best bit. You know, I think for me, the best bit was when we did go up into that restaurant bar area, and we we got right on the edge of that mm. balcony, and I was just like staring off. And just yeah. seeing Spa weaving in and out of the woods. And, like, I almost had, like, one of those moments where, like, sound went away. I know it sounds weird. But, like, everything went away. And I was just like, I'm actually here. Mm. Like, this is weird and yeah. amazing and exciting and exhilarating. All the, Pick any of the crazy <laughs> words that you want. You're going through there. them. <laughs> like, it, it was just, it was one of those moments that was... I don't know, magical, I guess. It sounds all kind of sentimental and everything. It does, but it, was, it does. It was just one of those moments where, like, it wasn't even, everything was amazing, but that moment right there, I was like, mm. wow. Yeah. It's right there in front of me. Yeah, it is special. It is special. And that view was special. Um, for me, I think it was probably, I, that, let's, let's assume that one's taken, right? Okay, sure. 
for me, I think it was probably the closeness that has developed within the paddock, and especially amongst the guys who were there for sim racing. Mm. There's a bit of a group now. Oh yeah. my god, the smoke! The smoke I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audio. Pummeling you in the face yeah. right oh now. Oh my Ooh. god, that was a big one. Oh, that was a big one. The sparks are hitting me. My jeans are on fire. Um, <laughs> for me, I think it was the um, the closeness that has that has kind of grown amongst all the guys who are doing the esports stuff within yeah. the paddock, and how tightly woven into uh, the rest of the paddock is become. Like we arrived the first the first moment we arrived on the the, the Friday, um, between getting out of the car and getting to the esports event, we'd been we'd bumped into had a chat to said hello to maybe seven or eight people that we knew some from previous sro events some from sim racing expo some from other events we've been to and it was a real nice kind of coming together of a lot of people that we speak to all the time you know you've got the the guys from kunos the guys from um, aka esports the guy the guys from sro the commentators ash vanderley and george um and lewis and and all the veloce guys were there you know you know, we said hello to David Tanitza like five minutes in, um, the, who, by the way, had a absolute like a very, very unfortunate race. In, he got he got punted twice. The poor guy, and he actually had the same experience in uh, Monza, his home race as well. He's been very unlucky this series. Um, but yeah, just walking into the paddock and just knowing people is a, it's a very surreal experience as well, actually. And it comes back to that imposter syndrome. It's like Gridfinder. We've not been doing this for very long. Right. We've not been in this this world, this community for very long. So to be able to walk through the paddock and, and, and people come and say hello and be very friendly and supportive and how's it going and what you're up to at Gridfinder and what, what, what you're building and all this sort of stuff, it's a really nice welcoming place to be. Yeah. Um, and I do hope that you know, in the next few months and years, we'll be able to share this access with people that we have in our community who listen to Sim Sundays or who are part of uh, who are on who are on Gridfinder, part of the the leagues that are on Gridfinder. It'd be lovely to bring along as many sim races as we can right, to have, this event. Have Gridfinder meetups and oh and my god, yes, that'd be so a good. Big giant picture with everyone and and merch on and stuff, Oof. and just having having yeah. a blast. Oh my god, to, that's yeah, that that I didn't know. That'd be incredible. Sim racing world. Yeah. So I think it's fair to assume then that we've both been pretty taken by Spa. Yes, it's a pretty life changing experience. Without a doubt, we will be back. Uh, thanks, of course, to our uh, our SRO uh, esports uh, sponsor, uh, Rafa Racing, who uh, also sponsored this event, yes. uh, this esports event, which was very cool. Uh, thanks for uh, sponsoring us, allowing our team to get out here and enjoy it. We we brought the whole sim racing team. Obviously, Leon drove, but we brought the whole sim racing team out to to Spa. We're in our um, Airbnb, so we all managed to share this experience together. And yeah. I think since I can hardly see you now, Chris, because it's got very, very dark in this garden and I can just see this very eerie orange glow yeah. <laughs> of a face <laughs> across from me. Are you I think that'll probably no. wrap us up. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an amazing experience. And hopefully follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff so that you can see some of the access. Uh, I have a lot of videos that I haven't even put out there and we'll put some of those grid walk videos up on the grid finder socials so you can see exactly what kind of access and what what we were talking about here mm. so uh grid underscore finder on instagram and just search for grid finder on any of the socials out there but uh yeah we we definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with us and uh we'll see Ooh, you. Oh, sorry i'm gonna interrupt just a quick note the episode next week is incredible the guests we have next week that we are still editing because it's nuts is incredible that's all we're gonna say yeah so tune in for that tune in tune in we appreciate you guys as always thank you very much and we will talk to you next time goodbye